Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I know of a trend that Daniel would never jump on. What? What was that? Crocs. Oh my god, Crocs. Oh, I'm not oh sure my if god. that counts as a trend though. I think it was. There was Balenciaga came out with Crocs. I was like, no. Oh, that's true. I saw there the little decals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> neck minute. And now I own them. <laughs> yeah, neck minute. I'm wearing Crocs. Exactly. Hello, everybody. My name is Daph. And I'm June, and you're listening to our podcast, List Me Tender, where we delve into bucket list things to do before you turn 30. The topic of this week is called Know Your Style. And to wrap off the season, we have invited a very, very special guest. His name is Daniel. So welcome, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I feel so privileged. How long have you two known each other? Very debatable. Unofficially, we know of each other for 14 years. We <laughs> mm. went uh, to the same university and we ended up being in a few of the same marketing tutorial classes. But I right. guess officially, I would say we've been friends for 12 years where we were desk buddies at my first job, um, working at Ogilvy at an advertising agency. And we sat next to each other. Yeah. And I think Daphne really used me for my drawer full of chocolate. Yes, I definitely used you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the basis of your friendship. Yeah. Um, so Nestle was my client and they would send me hampers. Yeah. And um, I literally had a huge deep drawer of Kit Kats and oh my gosh, um, I love Kit Kats. and we would go through a family block of Kit Kat like every day. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so great. So I also think it probably is from Daniel that my love for Kit Kat, I still freaking mm. love Kit Kats. Yeah. But yes, he is probably one of my closest bestest friend mm -hmm. we also lived in london together for two yes. years and that was really crazy but also really freaking great and i miss mm -hmm. him so much all the time Aww. oh this is so sad it is sad <laughs> well i'm glad that we can reunite you <laughs> for this episode daniel do you have any early memories of daph that you wanted to share my very first memory of daphne <laughs> was in a tutorial um and she was presenting she was doing a marketing presentation and my first thought was i remember you wore kind of like platformed heels as well with the front mm. platform and yeah. I was like whoa whoa that's a lot of a look for a marketing presentation <laughs> I was like wow but you know good on you for owning it but I was like wow that skirt is quite tight um good on you and then I also remember that she had definitely applied very good liquid eyeliner over like a little sticky thing and I was like great I appreciate that ensemble okay wait the sticky thing for those who don't yeah. know it's like the double eyelid sticky thing I feel like lots of people will not know this but like oh sorry yeah, it's so totally an Asian thing I have uneven eyelids <laughs> and before I had my eyelids fixed so yes I got surgery to get my eyes done I used to have to put this sticky tape thing to give it like a double eyelid so that it would be equal on both sides because mm, you just had the crease on one side yeah right? I had the crease on one side until my dad was like you know what 
just go get surgery. Yeah. These stickies yeah. are costing us too much. <laughs> stickies are bad as well. Environment. <laughs> That's true. Greta approves it. Yes. A hundred percent. I was to say, what was your first impression of me then? So my first impression of Daniel was I'd never want to be friends with someone like him. <gasps> what? <gasps> wow. So Daniel was one of those kids that was definitely with the in crew and also one of those kids that would always sit at the front of tutorials and be the one like putting their hands up for everything so they could they could get the extra five to ten tutorial it's easy box it's easy box and i'm like what an eager beaver oh my god wow good times good times yeah anyways look how far we've come now we all (laughs) love each other and we're friends yep (laughs) Do you want to quickly read us the air quotes blurb this week, yeah. June? We don't have a full blurb, but we have two wonderful quotes. The first one's from Coco Chanel. It's that fashion fades and only style remains the same. And the second quote uh, that Daniel actually brought up is from Oscar Wilde. Fashion is a form of ugliness so intolerable that we have to alter it every six months. So the first question, I guess, that I have for you is, how would you describe your sense of style? Okay, I just want to preface everything that I say with the fact that I know that fashion can be seen as a bit superficial. However, I do think that style is can be uplifting and it can make you feel better and it can be that little bright spark in your day. So mm-hmm. I'm so that's why I think it's nice that we're having this conversation. Yeah. So your question was, how would you describe your sense of style? Mm -hmm. And I actually found this a very interesting exercise because Mm -hmm. I've never actually thought about defining my style. I think that I'm quite lucky in the fact that I can just look at things, I know whether I like them or not, without actually going, yes, that's my style. And Mm -hmm. I think that I'm going to quote a wise person, um, Daphne Tan, when she said, (laughs) you're cool forever or never. (laughs) And I think that style is something that it's very actually hard to learn. And um, it's kind of like a process and... It's kind of you just knowing yourself. I completely agree with you in terms of if someone were to say, do you know what your sense of style is? I'm like, it's Daphne style. And they were like, okay, fine. How did you learn that? And I would say it is like a muscle that you practice. For me, you know, like fashion has been something that's been super important to me since I was like 12 years old. Mm. And over the years, I clearly remember my early 20s where you used to be like, I hate my wardrobe. I hate what I wear. But as of the last four or five years, I can pretty confidently say that some days I have days where I'm like, I don't like anything I have. But mostly I would say everything that I put on, I'm pretty Mm. much like, "Mm, yeah, this is good. Mm, This is going to work. So I do think it's a process. And style is one of those things that it's not an overnight thing. It takes years and years Mm -hmm. to develop and establish. I think that we're quite lucky in the fact that we work in quite a casual workplace. So I think that we're able to play with fashion a lot more in our daily lives. And also, we're very lucky in the fact that we actually can put thought into it as well. And I understand Mm -hmm. that people may not have the time or the resources, etc. Mm -hmm. to actually just stop and think about it because they're busy worrying about more important things. So I think that it's very good that we are acknowledging the fact that not everyone can sit down and really define their sense of style Mm -hmm. and have the opportunity just to shop as they will, etc. At the same time, I don't think you need to pour 
thousands of dollars into totally. finding yes. your own style. You, there are definitely yep. ways that you can do it through like thrifting or like clothing exchanges Absolutely. or whatever yep. that let you explore that without uh, yep. sinking a yep. lot of money. Mm-hmm. If you were to give us five key words to describe your style, what sure. would it be? I would try to describe myself as, I guess, modern classic. And what I really mean by that is classic in the sense of I have a lot of men's tailoring. So approximately 70% of my wardrobe are just classic menswear staples from like shirts and like trousers. Um, and I play with different silhouettes, whether they be pleats, whether they be high-waisted, etc. Like as in these are things that you would normally find in a men's wardrobe, like jumpers, etc. blah, blah, blah. And then the rest of the 30% of stuff is just fun stuff. So like, you know, it's more trend-based pieces. And I try to do that in order to not keep my wardrobe completely stuffy and to inject new stuff. I was really thinking about it and I tend to be in a perpetual state of kind of like smart casual, if I even am casual. I would say Daniel is very put together. Sure. Thanks. That's a thought yeah. process that goes into it, whether it's shapes or silhouettes or whether it's like matching yeah. colours. But what was the latest, when we were in London, what was the style you were trying to take on? Oh. Was it street? No, it wasn't street. Um, what was I it? I was really, I was integrating my inner hype beast. Um, I'm oh, embracing, nice. oh, yes. <laughs> I'm embracing, oh my goodness, for example, I wore tracksuit pants to work the other day and that was something I wouldn't have done maybe two years ago. I would never wear tracksuit pants to work but of course I did wear it in a dressed up kind of way. Did you also wear your tracksuits with your common projects? Yes, yes of course. Um, They are great (laughs) wardrobe staple and I think I'm starting to embrace just more fun things. For example, um, I have a tie-dye shirt that I bought. I have more logo tees. Like, you know, just like fun aspects of um of fashion which I normally would have really steered away from when Daphne said I have a thought process well I was actually thinking about how I put together an outfit and what I normally do is I'm in the shower and then I'm like oh what do I what item do I want to wear today and then I will think of that item and then just the way my mind works a catalogue of different options of outfits will come to me and then depending upon the way I do want to dress that day whether I want to kind of be going to be more like rocker whether I want to look more preppy whether or where I'm going to if I've got a client meeting then I will build up my outfit around that and um and that's how I create my sense of style for that day and the process for me quite luckily is very quick Mm -hmm. is this a process that you have been doing for a long time and I guess I guess the bigger question was um, how early on did you start? Like, you know, where did this start? Where did this come from? Give us a bit of background sure. in terms of um, that. Yeah, your where you are now in terms of style yeah. and fashion. Um, I definitely think when I was in my twenties, I was a lot more one note in my fashion. I was very preppy in my early 20s. I would Mm -hmm. wear bow ties. I loved a good cricket sweater. Actually, I still love cricket sweaters. I feel like you always looked like you stepped off like the campus of an Ivy League school. (laughs) Like, ready to go to squash anytime now. Um, I remember when I went to the library, I had a book belt. Like, you know, it was like crap like that. I was like, what were they thinking? But it was very one note and I didn't really play with my style a lot. And now I play with my style a lot more. And in a way that 
that's comfortable to me. I think that's what's really important. Mm. And you really have to know your wardrobe a lot more as well. Mm. And I think to your point, June, earlier, when you're like, you don't actually don't need a massive amount of clothes. I completely agree with that. I'm just lucky that I've had all my bases covered and then I can start to play around with the fun things. And absolutely, you can go thrift shopping. But the things that I do have to say, even if you do do thrift shopping, because I think it's great that there's so many resale sites now. I think that is great. However, you do actually have to be really focused in what you buy. Um, because I think you can get very easily distracted w- when you are placed in a situation where there's lots of clothes, lots of options. I think that I think then it's really important to know your style so you can really edit those items out and mm-hmm. know what items to actually buy. Because then also you can end up with a whole load of crap that you don't really like as well. I think a key word that you used there, Danny, was the word edit. Yeah. I think editing is a very important term to use when you've gotten to I guess a more advanced level is knowing how to edit it's not even selecting anymore it's like being able to take yeah. things out uh, so what would you say are some things that you did along the way that helped you find your style and what are some things that hindered sure the 90s <laughs> um, would have hindered my style no. um, so I think one thing that actually really hindered myself Whereas when I didn't really know myself and I would rely solely on specific labels. For example, so much Ralph Lauren, just so much. It was crazy. However, I think that now um, I know what pieces to take and I would never buy something solely because of the brand. Um, when you are trying to find yourself, when you're trying to define yourself, I think brands are a very easy default way to look at things. And now I'm able to edit and select things from a myriad of brands that I do like and designs that I do like. I really look at design first a lot more um, than I do the brand. Mm-hmm. But I've always had an interest in fashion, always from a very young age. Where do you get your inspirations from? I would say... I find it from perhaps Instagram a lot. I follow a lot of Instagram people. But then also I look at what's happening around me on the streets as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just kind of like people watching and just going to Mm -hmm. different areas of London, you see a very distinct style in the East versus the West versus where I kind of live. And But then also, of course, I go to like Vogue.com and then I look, I actually look quite closely at what the new season trends are and the different fashion Mm -hmm. shows and what's coming out but that is me oh my god tell us tell us what are the new season trends (laughs) that you're observing so obviously i focus a lot more on menswear and it's a lot more about like loose tailoring now and beforehand it was a lot more fitted and now i'm quite excited to see different silhouettes god i don't know how i'm gonna make that work on my short body but we're gonna see whether that works But then what's really funny, though, is that I look at the trends and I see what actually works for me as well. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a lot of like pastel tones are coming out in terms of suiting. And I'm like, am I going to buy a suit that is like a light mint green? No. But then it's maybe taking some of those color choices and integrating those into my wardrobe. So it's really looking at trends and picking out what suits you and what you like. Would you say that there are things that you totally like reject when these trends come? around that you're like I will definitely not do that and then you jump on the bandwagon Mm. later I was very suspect about tie-dye to begin with but now (laughs) I'm on board (laughs) I know a trend that Daniel would never jump on what what was that 
Crocs. Oh my god, Crocs. Oh, I'm not oh sure my god. That counts as a trend though. I think it was. There was Balenciaga came out with Crocs. I was like, no. Oh, that's true. I saw the go. little decals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> neck minute. And now I own them. Yeah, neck minute. I'm wearing Crocs. Exactly. I, that's the thing. I think that when it comes to fashion, I, as I get older, I'm so much less judgmental. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, as long as people actually have a look, then I'm like, cool, I respect that. I agree. I'm like, even if it's a bad look, but you have a look and yeah. you're enjoying yourself in it, I'm like, exactly. you, go, you you do it. You who, do who, it. who am I to say that your Crocs are terrible? <laughs> do you have any advice or learnings to share um, with people that are trying to Sure. Um, so I would have to say, if you have no idea where to start, I would definitely find a friend whose style you admire and who you trust to give you advice. I think that's so important because I can understand that some people find style very overwhelming or they think that it's a thing that you just know. And I think that friends can really help you along the way. Um, and when trying to find your sense of style, I think that, I think multi-brand stores are actually very helpful. They've already done a good job of editing for you. I understand it can be quite overwhelming and some people just don't want to sit there all day looking at fashion magazines. So I'm four, five foot seven, I'm not tall. Every single pair of trousers has to be tailored for me. And it can make clothes, especially inexpensive clothes, just look so much better. And mm-hmm. I find that very important in terms of men's tailoring. So guys out there, go get a tailor. Yeah. I, I think another point is just don't save your special items. Mm-hmm. A lot of people spend so much time and money just buying that one special item and they only bring it out in special occasions. And it's so important that you just like, you know what, screw it. I will wear mm-hmm. this on a night out. And sure, obviously I'm not saying wear like a ball gown to the gym, but if you did, I would be on the treadmill applauding you. I would be like, yes, girl, you wear that ball gown on that treadmill. You go. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And then also that just makes you feel like a little bit special. And you're like, God, my special Mm -hmm. item is getting used, which gets down cost to use ratio as well. Um, You are helping your wardrobe and just making you feel a little bit special. I think it's interesting because you've never really said clothing once this whole episode. It seems that style for you is just an extension of yourself. I would agree. That's really interesting. We call it items as well. We don't call it clothing. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point. I think that to me, um, definitely my point of view, is that I'm very lucky in the fact that I'm able to take clothing just from being purely functional and style is much more about of an expression of who you are and also actually Mm -hmm. on that point style is also your hair it's also your makeup it's the way you style yourself exactly it's not just clothing even how you hold yourself absolutely totally and i think that 
um, that really comes from just being comfortable with yourself. And yeah, I think that's what a sense of style is. All the people whose style I admire own themselves and own what they're wearing, no matter what they're wearing, whether they're wearing a Hessian sack or like, you know, last season's latest designs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is potentially a prickly conversation, but I just want to play this short piece from when you listened to our finance episode. Oh my God, so I just listened to the financial episode of your podcast, Daphne, and I was braiding myself and I was like, ugh. E-E-E-F-E-E. Um, yeah, so, um, am I going to improve? Probably not, but hooray. <laughs> so funny. Um, that is quite mortifying, but very true. I hope my mum never listens to this. She always asks whether I'm saving, and my default answer is, I'm trying. So, yeah, my question is, how much... Like, do you think you spend on defining and knowing your style? It can be a percentage of your budget. Percentage-wise, I would say I spend maybe, oh my god, mom, cover your ears, maybe around (laughs) 20%, depending upon the season, to maybe like... 30% I would say but then also I have to say I binge shop as in I will be on a holiday and I will not have a budget in mind and then my bank account would shoot me later and I'll get back I'm like oh god then I pay it off so um (laughs) and then once again I think June as you said beforehand I don't think it has to do with the budget I'm very fortunate in the fact that I can buy some more um expensive designer things but then also I think it's so important to support local designers to support Mm. up-and-coming designers as well right that's a lot less than I was actually expecting really and it sounds like this is contributing to your sense of self and happiness so yeah good for you (laughs) because also the one worst thing is remorse buying i hate buyer's remorse like you know when you did buy that thing and you spent more than you should have you do get an icky sense of feeling well i i definitely do when i was like i couldn't afford that i don't know why i bought that um Mm. and i definitely think that i extended myself a lot more in my early 20s when I thought it was really important but now I'm like ugh do I need that do I need that shirt from Mm -hmm. this season no I don't I can walk away from it because I can be like I'm only going to wear it three times and then Mm -hmm. maybe other people won't notice but I will get over it and and so that doesn't make financial sense to me what are your favorite pieces or more extravagant pieces can i take a guess i'm not thinking about (laughs) suits i'm just thinking about like item of clothing um i would say maybe your ysl biker jacket your leather biker jacket is probably up there along with your silver bomber jacket i i don't know i think those two either one of those would be in the top tier (laughs) i love that you just know um, these items off by heart is that right yes so definitely my my biker jacket is by far one of those expensive pieces right. of clothing but that I will owned. last you your whole life absolutely That's a staple that will last you yeah till you die exactly i think yeah expensive is relative to, to like absolutely and and also i think i think i'm very fortunate in the fact that my dad's kind of into watches and so i have a few timepieces which i mm. think um 
But the thing is that, but those are forever pieces and I think it's really worth investing in those as well. I think watches for guys are what like jewellery is to women. Yeah. And and also they told the time they're practical. Like you know, a shirt <laughs> doesn't tell the time. Um, shirt makes you look sexy though. Daph, I think you had a few points to share too. I am just actually just gonna tell like two funny and cute stories about Daniel. Mm-hmm. He has two special skills that I was very shocked when I first found out. So this one I found out quite early on. Um, uh, when I was working with Daniel, but Daniel t- has an amazing ability to tie the p- most perfect ribbon. Right. That is a skill. Yes. It is definitely a skill. I have never met anyone that would, like, I would come into work and be like, tie my ribbon, tie this, tie that. And it would always be perfect. Perfect. So Daniel ties the most amazing ribbon That's going to take me far in life. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Ribbon bow yeah. specialist. Wow. Any wow. apocalyptic situation, yeah. I yeah. can tie your ribbons yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta look great, man. Um, and then the other thing um, as well, also found out quite early on was um, Daniel, this was like when I was still like getting to know Daniel like I, in the first couple of years. Um, and he was already dressing great at that time, even though he says, oh, I was, mm. like, boring and I was one-tone. It was a great one-tone, regardless. Um, he used to style himself without a full-length mirror. Crazy. I just find that's that quite... A mirror. That's weird, because I'm like, why wouldn't you be able to do that? But, I mean, now I have a full-length right, mirror. it comes naturally to you. Yeah. Like, I was like, what? You don't have a full-length mirror? How do you look at your outfits on you that you put together? Because I have outfits in my head and I put it on and I'm like, oh my god, no, this is not working. And I would only get that feedback from looking in the mirror. But every outfit that Daniel has churned out pre his mirror time was freaking great as oh. I guess it shows so, he really knows his body and he knows his clothes. Yeah. Anyway, so those are my two cute, funny fashion stories about Love Daniel. It. Thanks. Now that you have it, a mirror. Yeah, now it speeds up my process a lot more. Now I don't have to like put it on my bed and be like, oh, yeah. Mm. But but the thing is, I do have to say, um, I think if you look at me, I think I have a uniform just in different variations of colours and themes. And I kind of know specific looks and even though I do pull from specific brands I know what fits within my existing wardrobe and I think that's so important as well and I guess maybe that Marie Kondo thing would help that Marie Kondo thing help oh, lol um that multi-billion dollar success story Marie Kondo thing yeah um you have to actually really know your wardrobe to actually identify what fits in well with it for example i will only buy something if i know it will integrate into my wardrobe but the one bad thing is is that as soon as i swear i try on something and i come up with multiple variations of outfits i can normally talk myself into buying stuff which is bad um because i'm like oh look at this shirt i'm like this will go with this and this and this i'm like oh yeah that's totally costing use value worth it i'm gonna get it even though you have the same variation oh my god something very similar in your wardrobe that i'm like uh excuse me i think you have something very similar do you really the amount of white shirts that i own is actually quite ridiculous and what was so funny was i actually just moved late last year to another apartment and i actually thought i didn't have that many clothes and i think that actually just shows the lack of self-awareness i have in terms of the (laughs) volume of clothes that i have because I was like, 
because I was thinking about renting a van. I was like, yes, it will only take one trip. It literally took like three trips. That was quite mortifying. And then that was when I realized that I have to do this Marie Kondo thing. Like, I'll I'll do it in stages. It's all or nothing, Daniel. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm so scared. Yeah, I'm like glaring at you right now. (laughs) She's like, how dare you blaspheme Marie Kondo? (laughs) You're meant to put all the clothes onto your bed, right? Yeah, but I feel like for you, you kind of need to do it in categories of clothes. You can't even put all your clothes on one bed. It's like oh, the blazers. Oh my goodness. Yes, I, I have so many blazers. Yes, yes. So, so much tailoring. Love it. June, any last thoughts? So my two cents on this topic is I'm really against fast fashion. Sure. And for the whole year of 2010, I think I didn't buy a single item of clothing. Wow. And that year was kind of a reset year. And it was a really lovely time to think about and really edit and curate what I have, what I love about what I have and what I don't love. And I think that's a year that I got into vintage as well. And there's so many things that I love about vintage. One of them is that it's such good quality. Mm. The fabric, the cuts, they're a lot more intricate and detailed and long lasting. And two, even the way that vintage makes you stand, I feel is you know, so good for posture and you're not contributing to buying anything new or Mm. having new materials created. Um, So yeah, my two cents on finding your style. Yeah, I have to say, I absolutely buy a lot less than I did in my early 20s and I buy a lot higher quality. And also I tend to sit on stuff a lot more. My impulse buys are a lot less compared to in my early 20s. And I also don't really shop on sale as much as I used to because I think that sometimes knowing myself I would get a bit carried away where I would have buyer's remorse. You might as well have just combined those three tops that you Mm -hmm. kind of felt indifferent about into one item that you really love. Now's a part of our podcast where we ask our guests some FAQs. We ask questions. Okay. So first question, Danny. Are you ready? Something you wish your 20-year-old self knew. I really wished I would know just to stop comparing myself to others. Um, I think that's so important in your 20s. There's always someone that's going to be cooler. There's always someone that's going to be, to have more money, to like have more this, more that. And the one thing that that other person doesn't have is what you are. I really wish I took that more to heart in my early 20s. And I think that also comes into the fact of just that you really just stop caring about what other people think of you and Mm -hmm. like oh my god when you're in your 20s you really take everyone's opinions to heart and Mm -hmm. that's like ridiculous because like I would care about people's opinion of me even when I didn't even like them like why would I care about Mm -hmm. someone's opinion when I don't even like them Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important to to actually um, just care about opinions of other people you really care about you and have your best interests at heart. Because I, mm. I, th- I think that in your early 20s as well, it's like it's this weird juxtaposition of you thinking you know everything, yet you not knowing nothing. And mm. I, if only I really wished I listened a bit more to my parents just in terms of lived experience. I think 
that I would have benefited from that in my early 20s. Mm. That leads me on to my very last point, which is you're so much more loved than you realize. And I know this is really soppy, but mm. with all of my friends and my family, like, um, like I'm so lucky to have, I'm so blessed, oh, hashtag blessed. I'm so lucky <laughs> to have people in my life that really do care about me and really do love me. And if only I was able to really believe in their opinions more, I think I would have been in a much better place. Mm. And look, don't get me wrong, probably at the time, I was loving my 20s. And I, I had a great time. But I think that those are just some nuggets of advice that I think would help if I was talking to, for example, my nephews in their early 20s. I think that that would have just been a nice comfort blanket to have on me to know. Very touching. <laughs> yeah. Single tear. Yeah. <laughs> Single tear. <laughs> what would you like to say to your 40 year old self? Oh, hi. How's it going? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, it would be more of a, oh, I just hope everything's going okay. Mm-hmm. I personally don't know whether I have any set expectations on myself in my 40s. Um, mm-hmm. But I just hope that I'm happy and I hope that I'm in a secure place and I'm doing okay. And, you know, I'm quite a naturally upbeat person. I just hope that I still have that within me. And I hope that you're still happy going and, oh, and oh, and I hope that you still fit into that leather jacket. If you do, you're <laughs> doing great because that cost to use ratio is right down there and you've maintained your body because God damn it, that jacket is very fitted. So if you yeah. can, you're winning. You're effing Hooray. winning. Yeah. That's a good one. I'll, um, I'll check in on that one. When we're yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll be sucking yeah. it in, in that tight leather jacket. Last question. What did you definitely want to do before you turned 30? And did you do it? And did you not? I think I had those somewhat generic dreams that I think like all of us kind of have, like, you know, to travel, to move overseas, to buy a place, um, to be somewhat established in my career. And yeah, I, I have achieved all of that. And it's like, it's actually quite shocking to say because there was a time in my life where I was like, oh, maybe I won't get it. Mm. But but like, but then I think that also plays into advice where you would say everything comes in its own time. And it's really important to kind of like not set these absolute time goals and things because that adds so much pressure to yourself. And you know what? I am very lucky. I completely acknowledge that I'm very lucky that these things have, have been able to have happen to me and I've been able to achieve them all. Thanks so much for coming on our show, Daniel. It's been amazing and so much fun. Thanks for having me. I hope Great. you had fun. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I hope I don't sound like too much of a goober. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Not at all. But seriously, thank you so much for having me. And I hope that it has helped other people to find their style. Mm, Hooray. Yeah. I hope so too. Check out our Instagram because we'll have beautiful photos of Daniel and all of his fashions hashtag fashion hashtag blessed (laughs) (laughs) so this is the last topic for our season um and we will have one more episode but it would be more of a retro and it's just time for june and me to reflect on this crazy podcasting journey that we have embarked on which i am still quite in shock at but here we are last topic of the season yeah it was so fun way to end with a bang hooray boom pew pew
pew pew. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, please uh, let us know your feedback if you have any. Oh, uh, also one note: rate on no, Apple Podcasts five stars to June and Daphne. <laughs> I have done so, um, oh, and hopefully you your Danny. average should be up. <laughs> you like one out of three. <laughs> Oh my god. 3%. <laughs> so good. The other 33% is James. <laughs> On the two different accounts? Smart, smart. smart. Alright. Uh, thank you, everybody. See you next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.